0: Devils fans, it is your boy, Neil Villapiano, and welcome back to another edition of the Devils State of Mind podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network, the best place to get everything you need about your new Jersey Devils. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day wherever you're listening to this podcast episode. Thank you as always, for taking some time out of your day to check these episodes out, every single one of them. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. You guys are the backbone to this podcast, and I wouldn't be where I am today without your guys' support and your continuous encouragement. It means so much to me. This episode, like all of them, are sponsored by the awesome people over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Today... Ladies and gentlemen, on just the second episode of season three of the Devil's State of Mind podcast, we are going to be recapping this past weekend's Prospect Challenge in which the Devils were one of the teams involved. I'm recording this a little bit before 6 p.m. on Sunday, so the Devils' second and last Prospects Challenge game ended a few hours ago, about two, two and a half hours ago, and there's a bunch to talk about. Um... I know it doesn't seem like a lot considering it was only two games and now that's pretty much the end of it, but there was still a lot that happened in those two games that is definitely worth mentioning and could also impact some things that could happen once training camp begins as well. And guys, this week... Training camp begins. We're going to see our guys again. We're going to see Nico. We're going to see Jack Blackwood. We're going to see, you know, the new guys, Dougie Hamilton, Ryan Graves, Tomas Tatar, Jonathan Bernier, and all of the other guys that are going to be involved with this team. We're going to see the coaching staff. We're going to see everybody. And it's a really exciting time because now we're entering into the third week towards now the, towards the end of September. And really, not this week but the week at, the week after we're gonna start seeing some training camp games some preseason games and some scrimmages there's just so much that's gonna be happening and I'm so excited that hockey is back. I'm excited today that I have a chance to talk about hockey and just talk about some games to happen that involve the devils and this is just you could tell by my voice that I'm super super pumped. So as we always do we have a bunch to talk about so let's not waste any more time and get rolling. So we'll start. Basically, what we're going to do is we're just going to, you know, recap the two games. There wasn't a whole lot of news to happen other than the Devils actually signed another player to a PTO, a professional trial contract, uh, Frederick Gatineau, who played for the, I want to say, yeah, he played for the Toronto Maple Leafs last year. Um, you know, he's more of a physical player, veteran guy. Again, just another guy that's I think maybe probably has a better shot of being a veteran guy down with Utica than maybe, maybe with the devils, but having some more guys with some NHL experience could go a long way um, as the season gets underway and things, you know, tend to happen, you injuries, other things like that. There's always the possibility with that, but let's shift to the, the, this challenge. So again, in case you didn't know, the devils, you know, they played in this prospect challenge. They've done it for a couple of years now. They didn't do it last year because of COVID, but this year that they did, it's, it's the entire tournament is being held in, or, or was held, in Buffalo, the home of the Sabres. They play at the practice facility of the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, the Penguins usually were the team that was involved as the other team other than the Devils, but they opted out. And it ended up being the Boston Bruins. So we had a chance to see some of the Bruins' uh, prospects as well. And it's good because not only do you get to see prospects from your own team, but you also get to see prospects from other teams kind of evaluate and look at it from that perspective and see what guys do other teams have coming up in their farm system that could make an impact in the future for their organizations. Um, But obviously our main focus is the devils. So, Let's start with the first game against the Buffalo Sabres, which was Friday night. I did not have the chance to watch that game because I actually had my first uh, broadcast with the Pro Tech Junior Ducks playing up in Somerset, New Jersey. We play in Eastern Hockey League or the EHL. Um, I actually was the public address announcer for that game. So kind of ironic that um, right after I was told that I wasn't one of the 10 uh, finalists for the Devils PA announcing job, I got told that I was going to be doing the PA announcing for the Pro Tech Ducks game. We took on the New York Apple Corps and we ended up winning four to three in overtime. It was a really exciting game. Back and forth goals. There was a couple of penalties, not a lot of fisted cups. It was just an all-around, really solid, entertaining hockey game. And if you do get the chance to, to, you know, if you're from that area and you have a chance to come see us, please do so. And if you can't see it, if you got hockey TV, Look up the Protect Ducks games, and we will be covering them. So I hope you guys get a chance to uh, to check us out. But again, I did not, you know, it, our game was at 645, so I ended up missing the entire Prospects game. Tried my best to um, to check it out when I could. Um, and basically what I got from it is, obviously, first and foremost, the Devils ended up losing the first game against the Sabres 3-0, Uh, They were outshot 26 to 22. So really shots on goal, the shot differential was not very much Um, from what I got from several people who actually ended up watching the game and everything. It seemed like to me that the devils just had a lot of really good chances, but they could not finish them. And also there was a lot of penalties in both games. Really, there was a lot of penalties, but in this one particular, it was, it was way, way more, I guess, a little bit out of hand, you can say, uh, particularly from Devils defenseman Nikita Okoychuk. Uh, Again, if I said that last name incorrectly, I apologize. Um, you know, he's a very he's a very physical player in general, and he was super physical in this game, but I think he took it a little bit over the top, and he, he even admitted that after the game. Uh, he ended up taking a double minor late in the first period, and what's interesting is that he made the hit, and the prospect for the Sabres, you know, was down on the ground and everything, and another um Sabers prospect came in to try to defend his defend his teammate and uh Nikita ended up like hitting him like one punch right in the face and he went down. So again that kind of shows you the physicality that Nikita has. Um but obviously that that uh did not help the team. Uh the Devils ended up giving I think t- giving up uh two power play goals. One of them I think was 5 on 3 or both of them were 5 on 3. Um so obviously it was a difficult thing to kill but you know this is a young team, you know, with obviously being the prospects, even younger than the team that we have up with the New Jersey Devils. Just a very young team. And again, we, we all talked about it. These games obviously do not count, but they are important from the standpoint of chemistry. And Coach Kevin Dineen said that, and a lot of other players kind of, you know, repeated it. They kind of harped on it, that, look, a lot of these guys are playing together for the first time. Not all of them, but a good amount of them. We have some guys like Mercer, Holtz, and even Foote, None of those guys have played together before. So they were kind of, you know, learning as they go along. And they had a couple practices before this first game, but still, it takes time. Chemistry is not something that you get right away. It it takes time to really build. So when you watch this game, you could see that, yeah, like, these guys were still trying to get to know each other. And I talked to some people on Twitter, and I said, look, the bottom line is this. The majority of these guys are going to be playing in Utica. This upcoming season. So they're trying to build chemistry now, which is good because then once we get into their training camp and once their season starts, they kind of have a good feeling for each other and they know what to expect and they know what needs to be done. One of the things that I really liked from Kevin Dineen was that he demanded so much from these guys when they barely got a chance to really know each other. And I think that was important because it sets the culture, it sets the tone for what the organization wants as a whole, not just with the New Jersey Devils, but also within their minor league system, whether it be with Utica or the Adirondack Thunder and the ECHL. This was really what it was. And I think that, again, we kind of saw from Kevin Dineen why he was hired and why the Devils were so high on bringing him in to be the next head coach of the Devils minor league team. But going back to the players here, um, another thing that really stood out to me Alexander Holtz, not surprisingly, likes to shoot the puck, and he likes to shoot it a lot. Um, he didn't have a ton of shots on goal, but he had a lot of shot attempts. I think he had something like eight or nine shot attempts in that game. He really, really has a nose for the goal. His main thing, granted, he could do some other things, but his main thing is shooting the puck. And, he, and you saw why the Devils were so, on, so high on him when they ended up selecting him and why so many people were saying that Alexander Holtz could potentially be the best overall goal scorer in this draft. They said that he had the best shot and he really proved it. And he also just has a little bit of experience playing eight games with the Binghamton devils. He's played with a couple of these guys, but he played on that top line with Dawson Mercer and Nolan foot. And, you know, obviously us devils fans, it's our first chance to see Dawson Mercer and Alexander Holtz really. And, we were all excited to see what kind of chemistry they could they could generate. And they were really impressive, considering, again, that they didn't have a lot of time to get to know one another. They looked really, really good. They really did. And I was really, really impressed with what, with what they were able to generate, even though they didn't score. But again, Holtz was really, really showing what he could do, you know, just shoot the puck and really just have a lot of success. As for Dawson Mercer, I mean, this kid came into this, like he has been here for several years, whoever his coaches are in juniors have done a damn good job of developing him because he has come in and has proven in many ways that not only is he going to be one of the top prospect, this is a kid that very well is going to get a really good look in training camp. And if he has the same success in this tournament that, or in training camp that he had in this prospects challenge, he's going to be on the opening day roster. It's going to be very hard for the devils to not want to have him play with the team right away. He was really good. He made really good plays on the offensive side, but what really stood out to me was what he did on the defensive side. He got down, he was able to use his stick to get pucks out of the defensive zone, block some shots. He really was just kind of a, a Mr. Do it all, whatever the devils wanted him to do, whatever the coaching staff asked him to do, he was out there and he did it. And I think, Mercer just comes in with so much excitement, so much enthusiasm, so much belief in himself, that that's why he's been able to stand out. And that's why he was having the success that he's had. He just, he's just super, super prepared for a kid his age. He's just super prepared. Not saying that a guy like Holtz wasn't prepared, but when you look at it, Mercer was just right from the get-go, he was ready to go. And we were all excited to see him perform, and I think we're all just taken aback by just how good he was in that game, despite, obviously, the Devils not scoring at all. But that whole line of Nolan Foote, uh, Dawson Mercer, and Alexander Holtz was by far the Devils' best line. They really showed it. And look, Nolan Foote's got a little bit more experience in the NHL. He played a couple games, got a couple of his first NHL points, his first NHL goal. So, I mean, he obviously has a little bit of a step. Do I think that he might have the best chance of the three to make the opening day roster? I think so. But if Mercer is going to play this way into training camp, I I think that Mercer is going to end up being that guy. Uh, That's the way that I look at it. But that first line really, really showed out. Um, And obviously, again, like we talked about in the previous episode, one of the other big key things to watch for is the goaltending. Because again, most likely Scott Wedgwood will be one of the two goaltenders in Utica. So it was a matter of who is going to end up being that other goaltender in Utica and who's going to end up being probably the starter in, um, in Adirondack with the thunder in the ECHL and Nico Dawes got the first, uh, first opportunity in this. And he did pretty well. Again, considering the fact that he gave up three goals, he made 23 saves. And again, Two of those goals were on the power play. One of them was five on three. And in, in those situations, you don't you don't really blame the goaltender as much because you look at it and you say, okay, look, he was put in a very, very difficult spot. And I understand goaltenders got to make saves, but sometimes there's just there's only so much that you can really do. And then it just gets to a point where, you know, it's pretty much up to the defenseman to really make some plays. But all in all, Nico Dawes played really well. Um, he even said it that he felt really good about the way he performed. The coaching staff seemed to like it. So again, yeah, it sucks to lose and you know, they lost three, nothing. It didn't score, but you can look at that game and you could say there was just a lot of things. There was just a handful of things that really stood out that were good. And again, I will reiterate this. These games do not count. I don't understand why there were people on social media that were getting so worked up over a prospects game. Relax. These are young players that are learning the system and learning how to play within the New Jersey Devils organization. A lot of these guys are just trying to get used to it, getting used to playing. Hell, Holtz is still trying to learn how to play on the NHL ice. Give them some time. You know, these guys are just getting there. We don't expect them to be coming right out of wherever they're from and light the world on fire, okay? We need to give these guys a break. And again, we have a pretty good team set up up In New Jersey right now. So it's not like we're desperately hoping that these guys like Mercer and Holtz are on the team right away. If they need some more time, they need some more time, and we just have to understand that. So looking at this game, it does suck. You wanted to see the guys score some goals and look good. You want to see them win, obviously. It's the first chance we've seen Devils hockey since April. But again, it was just good. To see these guys get out there and try to compete. And they looked good in some phases. They got to clean, you know, they they really needed to clean up on the penalties. Uh, but all in all, it was a solid performance in a in a disappointing loss. That's the way that I'm going to to put the you know, kibosh or you know, close the book on this first game against the Sabres back on Friday. Week 2 of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for Week 3 with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any Week 3 game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total cash prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana 1-800-NINE WITH I-T. Now let's shift over to the game that happened earlier today. It was the second game uh, against the Boston Bruins. Uh, so again, like I said, there was only two games for all these teams, and then that was pretty much that was pretty much it. Um, so really, when you look at it. You look at this and you say, okay, what can be built on from the first game going to second? Well, the first one is very obvious. Can they find a way to score some goals? And they ended up doing that. They ended up coming away with a victory, 4-3, to against the Boston Bruins. The first thing that was very interesting was that the goaltender for the Boston Bruins was none other than Jeremy Brodeur, Martin Brodeur's son. Jeremy Brodeur actually played a couple of games with Binghamton uh, last season. Uh, More about it, I think he was on a professional tryout. Um, and then obviously the Devils decided to not keep him. So now he's with the Boston Bruins. We'll see what happens, you know, with him moving forward with that. Um, the thing that stood out about Jeremy Brodeur when he was with Binghamton was that he made, he had one game where he made 50 saves in a losing effort, uh, which was obviously not, not great, but still 50 saves is phenomenal, uh, for somebody like that. So that was kind of a little bit of a fun thing to kind of notice right away. Um, Coach Deney didn't make a whole lot of changes. I think he implemented like two players that didn't play in the first game. But really, when it came to like the top six, he kept it the same, particularly the line of Dawson Mercer, Holtz, and Nolan Foote. And they were absolutely kick ass in this game. They were the biggest reason that the Devils won this game. They came out with a sense of urgency they came out with a lot to prove and they wanted to show the organization that they are three of those guys that are going to be major contributors to the future of this team and look um you know with Lindy Ruff being from Buffalo and you know he still lives there during the offseason he had the chance to be there I'm pretty sure that Tom Fitzgerald was there I could be wrong about that assistant general manager Dan McKinnon was certainly there Uh, There was a lot of guys within the organization that were there that had a chance to watch these guys play, and they really did not disappoint in game number two. It was great to see them score. And I do want to give myself credit here because prior to the game on Twitter and also on Instagram, I did say that I had a feeling that one of Mercer and or Holtz was going to score. I ended up being completely right because Mercer and Holtz scored. So did Nolan Foote. Uh, Dawson Mercer finished with a goal and two assists and think about this he had a really good game in the first game and he didn't get any points and they didn't score he doubled his performance in the second game he got even better than he was before and he nodded himself a three-point game he was all over the ice he was phenomenal he was absolutely phenomenal He he was clearly the best player on the ice from start to finish in this game for Alexander Holtz He had a beautiful goal, just a wrist shot, hit the water bottle off the net, and he was able to score there. It was a great goal, and it just showed the goal-scoring ability that Alexander Holtz has. Mercer got an assist on that goal. Holtz also added an assist on the Mercer goal, so Holtz finished with a goal and an assist. And Nolan Foote cashed in, scoring the Devils' third goal, also getting an assist later on. So in total, that line combined for three goals and four assists. They were tremendous. And look at at it this way. If by chance all three of these guys don't make um, the Devils roster going into the season, there's a very good chance that Coach Dineen might have all three of these guys be the top line for the Utica Comets going into this season, which will make the Utica Comets very scary at the top. Uh, But obviously you want to have a balanced team, not a top-heavy team, but still having a dominant first line is really good. And again, look, Nolan Foote has been with the organization for a little while now, but both Holtz and Mercer are just starting out. This will be their first full year of being professional hockey players, and it's great. It's absolutely great to see these guys contributing like that. They were really good. Patrick Grosso ended up scoring the game-winning goal with 37 seconds left in the second period on a rebound. Um, Akira Schmid, who, again, was the other goaltender we were talking about as you know, this goaltending battle between Dawes and Schmid. Schmid played pretty well. Yes, he gave up three goals, but he made 27 saves on 30 shots. And most importantly, he made the saves when they needed them. He made the important saves when the Devils needed them and they needed to look for, you know, to keep themselves in this game. Because, you know, Boston started off strong and it looked like, again, you could say, okay, here we go. Like the Devils are probably not going to come away with this victory. Um, But they started to score. They started to play well. And as the game progressed from the first, the second and third period, they really did well. I was really, really impressed with that third period because I felt like defensively they locked it down. Although I will argue that I felt like at times the Devils were a little bit more conservative in that third period, like they are usually in, you know, with the big club as well where they kind of were just trying to protect the lead. And I, and I hope that that kind of mentality gets thrown away at some point within this organization, because it really is frustrating to see these guys, you know, having a, a goal a one or two goal lead and trying so desperately to hold on to it when they should be trying to attack. You want to protect the lead, you know, build on it, score a couple more goals, put the game out of reach. you know, really just, you know, you have them by the throat, finish the job. That's kind of the way I look at it. But, um, it was four to two going into the third. The Bruins ended up scoring a goal late, but that's as close as they got. And the Devils were able to come away with a four to three victory. So for them to finish the prospects challenge with a win and a loss is good because again, I think you got a full variety of everything that we were looking for. We were looking for guys to step up. The big, the big name guys really did. Uh some guys that I talked about, Graham Clark, um, you know, Fabian Zetterlund, guys like that. They had a couple of okay place here and there, but didn't really do a a whole lot. Um, You know, but again, these guys are still pretty young. They're still really learning and developing. So that's what happens. And, 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 you know, that's going to happen, especially with a new coach, you know, coming in and trying to learn about these players. And again, with all the things that I just mentioned before, um, when you look at who is the MVP for the Devils, it's by far Dawson Mercer. I don't think there's any question about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, Holtz was really good as well. Don't get me wrong. But Dawson Mercer was just really good in both games. He really was. He didn't score in the first one, but he made a lot of good plays, both on the offensive and defensive sides. And then in this game, the second game, he just took it to another level and got rewarded for it. Got himself, you know, a 3.9, a goal and two assists. Was just a monster. Just all over the ice. His speed is tremendous. He has a really, really good, really, really good wrist shot. And he's able to set up guys tremendously well so all in all without a doubt Dawson Mercer was the MVP for this Devils team um you know I think when you look at it from a defensive side yeah it does need to um you know get some work done because you look at it obviously you gave up six goals in total and you uh you scored four ordinarily you'd like to finish something like this where you scored more goals than you gave up but you know that was not the case so hopefully things get corrected and again a lot of these guys are going to end up playing together in Utica or in the Adirondack Thunder and they're part of this organization and they're going to build from there. And you can't really evaluate too much off of this, off of these two games. Cause it was just two games went by like that. I mean, it was very, very, very quick that we're just, you know, it was in and out and we're done. So again, look, you can get frustrated with obviously losing three, nothing on Friday. Um, but then you're going to have an overreaction to winning today, four to three, just again, this is, this is a prospects challenge. You know, we gotta see where these guys go, but I will say this. I think Mercer, Holtz, and Foote are all going to probably be invited to training camp. Um, and I think that if I wanted to place a bet as to which of these three guys do I think make the roster, I think right now it would be easier for me to say Dawson Mercer But again, it might be a situation like Ty Smith had in his rookie year where he comes in and he does a tremendous job. He's really, really good. But the Devils are just not fully ready to let him come into the NHL. They want to give him another year for Dawson Mercer. I mean, for him, if he were to come to the Devils, he starts his professional career in the NHL. He doesn't play in the AHL. Um, Alexander Holtz, look. Do they rank, do the Devils rank Holtz above Mercer in their prospect chart? Yeah, probably. Um, So I think that they're hoping that Holtz could have a training camp like Mercer had with this prospects challenge and go from there. Um, But I think that Mercer has the most likely chance. There's always the possibility that all three of those guys can make it, even though the Devils have some PTO contracts involved as well. But again, I think there is the possibility that maybe, um, you know, these three guys can make it. But I'm super, super excited to see what these guys can do in just a couple days because, again, this Wednesday, the 22nd, is the beginning of training camp. Guys, it's right there. We get to see our boys again. We get to see some of the young guys have an opportunity to showcase what they can do. And then we get to see some preseason games. And I'm super excited. And I'm really looking forward for you guys to tag along with me here, support the Double State of Mind podcast for what should be a very long A very exciting season for the Devil's State of Mind podcast and the New Jersey Devils.